What's up all my do-dadders? This week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast is sponsored by Nova Lita Vintage. Yes, if you are trying to get that very, very, very special, unique, vintage, gold, beautiful jewelry piece for your special lady for Mother's Day or any day, as a matter of fact, head to NovaLitaVintage.com. I got mine for a limited time. They're running actually a promotion with Dad Hard with a podcast. So you got a promo code, you'll get 20% off. It is MomHard20 in honor of Mother's Day coming up this weekend. That's MomHard20 at NovaLitaVintage.com. Jump on and get that vintage gold jewelry piece. It is beautiful. Let's roll into the show. Hey, you got him with this one, Doc. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top of the What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome all my doodadders Future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in This is this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast As always, I am your host, Mo Green how are you doing in this happy quarantine? Um, it is like day 55, 56, 72, who the hell knows of the pandemic quarantine situation. And it is uh, like week 38 of dadding for me, which is freaking awesome. But it feels like week 38 of dadding in the quarantine, uh, which is not so awesome. Uh, but, you know, is still dadding, so it's still fucking great. Let's go! Um, anyway, uh, before we jump off this week's episode of the pod, uh, you know, as always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, hit us up with an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. And you can listen to every single episode of Dad Hard with a podcast, straight streaming on the website, wedadhard.com. Check us out, uh, you know, check out the podcast on, uh, if you're not going to go to the website, you can find us on all podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, CastBox, Podknife. You can even hit us up on uh, Alexa and you can just say, hey, Alexa, play Dad Hard with a podcast and boom, boom, there it goes. You hear my voice, and it's fantastic. You jump right into the latest episode of the pod. Now, it's pretty fantastic. So, definitely check us out, all podcast platforms. You know, leave me a review. Leave me a comment. If you're on Apple, hit me with that five-star, 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 and I'd much appreciate it. Ow. Let's jump into dadding business. Like I said, it is week 38 of dadding. This is episode 32. We're on a Magic Johnson episode, or... Orlando Magic Shaquille O'Neal episode if you'd like to go that route you know but we're on a magic episode of Dad Hard with a podcast uh it has been nine months plus of being a father for me we just passed my daughter's nine month birthday about four days ago um which is you know it was kind of 
anticlimactic. You know, every month we're always doing the pictures. Ah, first month, second month, blah, blah, blah. Putting them up on Instagram, doing all this cool stuff, putting the month next to her. But this month it just seems so anticlimactic because it's like time has stopped. But it's also just in a Groundhog's Day type of a loop, being just inside and in this quarantine and, and the whole nine. Um, so just like a weird, it's just a weird time period, uh, and, and it and it feels weird to kind of celebrate stuff when such wild shit is going on outside of your four walls, you know, of your of your home and, and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, my daughter turned nine months, and like I've been going on uh, for the last couple of weeks about it, it, it was definitely the most drastic developmental month uh since she's been born like she it was almost like she went she wasn't like zero to 100 but she was like maybe like 15 to 100 in that ninth month like it it was really wild how everything kind of just came together back to 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 back now in like this first week after turning nine months Basically, from a developmental standpoint, what she's doing is taking all of that development that she got in the nine months and now just running with it. Now it's all about experimentation. You know what I mean? She loved to explore and she like learned how to explore throughout that ninth month. Now she's just like deep diving into shit. And when I say she's deep diving, I mean like she's like noticing different type of surface. Specifically, she's like really into freaking holes you know what i mean like holes in the wall like like divots that have like nails sunken into them um and she just loves like playing with those and she i say deep dive because she'll get so freaking focused she'll just like look at it for minutes on end and let me tell you dads moms parents out there that have a six seven eight month nine month ten eleven even probably a 12 month old keeping their freaking attention for minutes at a time like several minutes at a time is like an impossible task for you to be able to accomplish by yourself but apparently when my daughter is looking at a hole in something she can look at it for several minutes on end it is like the most intriguing thing to her she can like put her finger in it she can like put it up to her mouth and like rub her mouth on it she can like try to continue to stick her finger in it and like roll it around and like touch it and just like look at it from every angle like she has this activity cube right and it lights up there's like one side that like lights up with animals another side that like you play you can she can like press instruments like drum and a cymbal and a maraca right and it plays the maraca sound and then the side the side with the lights like goes off and like plays music and then there's another side where a bunch of shit just like spins and she can like spin that stuff and she used to be into all of that she's a love you couldn't you couldn't get her to stop using all of those different sounds and spinning things and whatnot now the only side of the cube that she wants to look at is this side on the bottom that does nothing she wants the sound off and it just has like all like the little holes on the bottom like this is the side that like keeps the whole thing together right so it has these little tiny holes with like the nails and the screws that like hold the bottom of it into the rest of the cube and she just will sit there for five ten minutes at a time just looking at the bottom of this freaking cube and like 
at first, me and my wife were like, yo, what is she looking at over here? And we realized that it has like shapes and numbers. Like, oh, it has like different textures and shapes and numbers. And she's probably trying to figure out what it is. Oh, our daughter's so smart. And then I was looking at her, looking at it the other day. And I was like trying to do the shapes and numbers with her. And she had zero interest in anything that I was pointing to or saying. All she wanted to do were look at the corners and the edges of that side where there were these screws and just play with it. And that even came to more light when I had to, she started standing up in her crib, right? And so I had to put the mattress down very low. So she she was like trying to like do chin-ups on on, on the thing and, and trying to pull herself up. I was afraid. I, I had my, my, my buddy Corey Wooten on a few weeks ago and he was telling me how his daughter was a climber. He used to wake up in the middle, in the middle of the night and she'd just like be chilling on the floor playing with her toys jumping out of a crib i had petrified sights as soon as i saw her stand up in her crib for the first time that she was just going to be a jumper and she was going to jump over so we put the mattress all the way down and what that did is it exposed the holes where the mattress was previously screwed into so you can guess exactly what she wants to do the minute she goes into her crib. It doesn't matter if I'm putting her in there while I'm like going and getting ready while Alexa's playing her playlist on there or she's going in for a nap. The first thing she does is go to all four corners of her crib staring and playing with that little hole where the screws go where the mattress used to be. It is so crazy what what is like intriguing to a child of this age you would think you know in the in the past like i said it was all like colors lights things that you can just like slap and like spin around but she's not really interested in like the sounds and the lights anymore you know when they're young like it's like very attractive and it's it's kind of like triggers all their neurons right because it's new shit to them but now new shit is like the more it seems like it's the, the the intricacies of individual things, the the different textures, the 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 dips and the and the divots and all this stuff in the in the different things that she has, you know. And it's really crazy to to watch her do that and how she's evolved from just wanting to see a light show from really like deep diving into the textures and different feelings of the same toys that she's had for nine months. You know what I mean? Like she's just like kind of reintroducing herself to them. And that being said, the other thing she's reintroducing herself to or is depth of, of vision and depth of perception. She's starting to notice things differently when she's looking at them. You know, this, this holes and these divots and her toys is like one thing, but she's just starting to notice more difference in texture or surface I should say you know like she's now realizing that like on this one buffet table that we have there's like a little dip and that's like the the point where you pull open the uh the drawer right it's a sliding door so she's like realizing that there's like a dip there so maybe that does something so now she wants to explore it you know we immediately have to run over and snatch her up so that she doesn't open it and it opens to a bar full of wine glasses that are probably going to fall on her immediately because she's going to reach for them and knock them all over. You know, so she's just wanting to, exp- she's seeing and noticing the different different depth of things and you can kind of see that that's what's happening. Um, and it's so, and I say it all the time, it's so interesting to watch 
children develop all of these things that as adults, we just remember as being innate. You know what I mean? Like we always had, I always feel like I had a depth of perception. Now I'm watching her learn it, you know? Um, And you can see that when she's like in the bath now, right? It's like, she never realized that she was like in a surface and like the water was a surface that she was in. And now you see, even though she's sitting in the water, she's like, putting her hand like dipping it in to kind of like see it go under and watching her own hand go under this water it's a wild it's a wild thing to experience and to see um and it must be freaking wild for her you know um before we get into anything else though uh, because there is one there was one major major other development that she's doing and it's with sounds but before we get into that what i want to do is i am actually going to add a new segment to dad hard with a podcast it's the first time we're running this segment on a show and the segment is called adventures in bad dadding and i am bringing this first installment on this particular episode in this particular week because i've had an adventure in bad dadding this week and i say bad dadding because and i'm not proud of it it was the Probably the worst experience I've had since I have been a father. It is haunting me to even talk to you about it right now. And it just happened yesterday. But I dropped my daughter for the first time. Dropped her. Dropped her. Right on her head. Right on, well, not really on her head. It was more like on her back. But like she fell right from my lap to her floor, to the floor. And she was crying, screaming. um, And it all happened so fast. I don't even know how it happened. It was crazy. I don't even know how it happened. And she was sitting on my lap. I was like bouncing her around. And I was bringing, her, bringing over an elephant toy and she was playing with it. Bringing over a dog toy. She was playing with it. And then like so quick, she just spun to grab this caterpillar toy off of the bed. And I couldn't catch her in time. And the way that she moved, she spun right off my lap and fell right on the floor. Boom. Big thud. And it was not a happy experience. But yeah, man, I fucking dropped my daughter. And it is such a shitty feeling. Uh, I made it nine months, nine months without doing it. Nine whole months. Um, But it's such a shitty feeling. And it's like, it's the first time in my fatherhood experience where I feel like I actually failed. And that is why this segment is The Adventures in Bad Dadding. Um, Because I truly like doing that, watching her, like, I didn't even see her fall, but hearing the thud, like, hearing the thud, hearing her cry afterwards, and knowing that it was kind of your fault, you know, um, there's no worse feeling than that. And it's the first time that I actually kind of felt like, Fuck, you're a bad fucking dad. How are you going to let your daughter fall? And I know it's a normal thing, right? You know, like it's normal. It happens. They're babies. They're moving. They're grooving. They bump in shit. They fall. They knock their head, etc. But I just couldn't help but feel like I failed my daughter in that moment. Um, And my wife won't let me forget that I failed my daughter in that moment. So 
there you go. Lesson in word to the wise. Dads out there, if you haven't dropped your daughter or son yet, don't do it. Because you will always, always, slash you will never, ever live it down. Believe me. I'm going through it right now. Um, so that is the new segment this week called Adventures in Bad Dadding. If you have Adventures in Bad Dadding that you would like to share with me, maybe I can even take a whole episode. We'll do some mailbag type shit and I will share all of your Adventures in Bad Dadding. That way I don't feel as bad about myself uh, by because I dropped my daughter. Um, so if you want to share your Adventures in Bad Dadding, because I know we all got them, Shoot over an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com, and I'll share it on the show. It'll just make me feel better about myself. But um, anyway, now that we're done with that segment, the last thing that kind of my daughter is really doing, and she's been going full throttle into this thing this last week specifically, is, you know, throughout the nine months, well, throughout her entire nine months, she's been trying to speak, say words, get things, um, you know, like, like, speak make sounds but now she's kind of doing it with a purpose you know she's always tried to do b sounds and 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 and, but now she's really doing it she's making the wah sounds and it's so freaking cute whenever she tries to make the w sound because she like her whole face contorts to be like wow 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 and her whole face is just like making this w o face it is the cutest thing you've ever seen in your entire life so now all i do is try to get her to do it and say it to me um Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's like her new favorite thing. And to just contort her entire face to make this whoa sound. Um, it's awesome. She's do, like purposefully doing like bees and saying buh, buh, buh. And, you know, like purposefully making letter sounds. And that's something that she hasn't really done with a purpose before. She's like made letter sounds and stuff like that but you can tell that there's like a purpose for her doing it right now she's trying to get that specific sound learn about it learn to be comfortable with it learn to use it um and it's just really interesting uh and i thought that was i mean the w stuff is just is the best because her whole face but anyway um uh it that that i just find is so interesting the the depth of perception being obsessed with these holes and these new sounds, um, you know, and obviously moving and grooving all the fucking times where she can slip out of my goddamn arms and fall on the floor. Uh, those are, those are kind of this week in dadding week 38. That's what, that's what we're dealing with. So dad's out there. That's what you have to be expecting. Uh, you know, uh, and, and that's kind of it, man. Uh, other than that, it's just continuing this exploration that she's doing. She just kind of wants to know what everything is. And that's what happens when they get to this age. So beware, be prepared. Um, and that's all for us in this segment. We're going to jump into the musical break and then into the guest segment. I have a, a listener favorite, um, returning to the show for the first time i'm surprised it took him this long to get back on the horn but it is my main man at college former college roommate omri boyko um he is we're talking full-fledged 
dad versus quarantine. One-on-one, what's going on? He's back living with his parents. That's got to be goddamn interesting, uh, you know, because he fled the city of New York trying to get out of here smartly. Wish I did that. Um, and uh, we had a great we had a great conversation. His son is now 14 months. Um, you know, he talked about Sesame Street. And I'm not going to ruin it for y'all, but we got Omri Boyko coming back on the show. His first time back since being the first guest on Dad Hard with the podcast. So we're going to jump into the musical break. As always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. And I will catch you on the other side. Come and take a ride with me. with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And uh, as you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And this week, we got a special guest. As always, uh, he was actually the first guest on Dad Hard with a podcast back on episode three. He's finally making his return to the program. He is my college roommate, extremely good friend. Uh, the guy is hilarious and the man. Uh, so Omri Boyko, how are you doing? Good, sir. Yo, hello, hello. Thank you for having me back. How's the sound in this uh, this remote environment? Can you hear me well? Dude, sound is great. Um, I feel I've... like I feel like every call or conversation I have this, these days starts with like, you know, a minute of ever being like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, like getting getting set up, making sure <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. your Wi-Fi is okay, making sure like, yeah. yeah, dude, everything being remote right now is just like, it's just crazy to deal with, you know? Um, how are speaking yeah, of which it's been insane. How are you how are you getting along in uh in quarantine twenty twenty? Oh man. Well, you know, like um, you know, maybe some other people out there I'm now, you know, thirty well, how old am I? Thirty three. Thirty three and living with my parents again. So that's you know, that's relieving. Oh, uh <laughs> interesting. So um, you know, we have a now fourteen and a half month old and uh it was really uh daunting the idea of having him in Brooklyn with as he was starting to walk in our one bedroom apartment in his his room that is uh basically our, our former closet turned into a nursery um so we were lucky enough to move uh out to, with my parents in New Jersey and so that's where I am and uh you know honestly all those considered feeling very lucky and uh 
you know, making, making it work like everybody else. We're all having, uh, you know, everybody's adapting and, and dealing with their challenges, but uh, it's been, you know, it's been not bad. Dude, it's 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 really crazy. Everybody kind of having to, to adapt to the new normal, whether it's you know kind of getting out, fleeing for higher ground, for lack of a better term, you know, or sure. just like buckling down and just staying in the house. Like it's almost like you're living in a fucking bomb shelter. Um, yeah, you're just for like sure. Inside all the time, like petrified to go out, and it's also like it's such a process to leave the freaking house. You know, oh my god, dude! It's a serious operation. I didn't yeah. leave. I haven't left the house today. <laughs> yeah, dude, I left the house. You know, I, I try to take baby out once a day, just for an hour, like hour, two hours, just like walking around, trying to get her fresh air, me fresh air. Um, of course, it's not really that fresh because it's coming in through a freaking mask. But like, <laughs> you know, uh, like, do you have a mask I, for her or just you? No, I, like everything that I've read says that like I'm like under two years old they don't really need it yeah so and you know like i don't really i'm not comfortable like blocking her airways with something and she also wouldn't fuck around with that shit she would just be ripping it off and crying and throwing it on the freaking street every five seconds so like it's just not worth it um but dude everything is just a process lysoling everything down putting on the mask uh you know going to the store coming back spending an hour and a half lysoling down all your freaking groceries before you put them away like it is just insanity man um it's just a a, a brave new world out there i guess you know yeah it's it really is and uh yeah i mean i was actually in brooklyn this past weekend and it was yeah eerie how quiet it was but that's good people are listening and i think it's it's yeah obviously we're moving in the right direction for sure um and uh but yeah i mean it's it's been uh bizarre yeah, to say man. the least it, i mean especially living in new york you know what i mean everything's so like lively and there's always yeah. people in the street always something going on and now there's just like nothing you hear no sound in the street except when it hits seven o'clock and the entire city is just going crazy for just clapping uh, yeah yeah, yeah. You know, like that's great. like the only sound we hear all day, all night. Like it's, it's wild. Um, until we step outside, it almost feels like we're living in the suburbs with just no outdoor space at all. <laughs> you know, but speaking of living in the suburbs, how is it living back with your, I mean, your parents are great. I know them very well. I love them very much. They love me very much. But but no, like how is it living back with your parents, especially like being a parent living with your parents? I feel like that's a that might be a little bit of a weird contrast of. Oh, it's absolutely insane. I mean, it's literally so insane. that If you actually like sit to think about it, it's sort of like a system overload, you know. But uh, because we've been sort of like driven here by necessity, you know, obviously you're just doing it. But I mean, it's absolutely insane because it's it's your parents. You start to remember everything. So we're 33, right, 33, 34. So we lived at home, what, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. So basically like almost at the half, so 15 years ago, you know, since we lived at home. And, you know, I don't know, for the most part, I feel like I, obviously my perspective has changed, but now it's still me. But, you know, they've gotten 15 years older. So now you're dealing with parents who are not the same age that they were when you lived with them. But, but otherwise, the dynamics are very similar. So obviously that provides 
some interesting value. I think maybe the, the, but it's actually been really nice. On the other hand, uh, we've been cooking a lot, um, doing stuff that actually growing up, we never really did. Um, and funnily enough, so my parents are both doctors, which you know, but the yeah. audience doesn't know. So my parents are both doctors. And when I was a kid, um, Ellis's age, they were, um, they were both doing their residency, uh, because we came from another country. So another country. So they were doing their residency and, um, you know, they were working a lot, um, a lot, a lot. And there were a lot of times where I didn't even see them. So I actually think that it's an awesome in a way because they are seeing Ellis do things that like, there's no way that they remember me doing or saw me do. I feel like if I was with my, you know, grandparents or whatever at that, at that age. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, they're almost, so like they're almost experiencing as I'm experiencing it. Um, which I think is hilarious and awesome. Um, it's very like, it feels like very like father of the bride ish, you know, or father of the bride part two, where like both the dad and the, uh, and the, uh, the daughter, you know, they're both trying to get at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it feels a little bit like that minus the, minus the pregnancy. Thing. That's, that's really cool. That's like a really cool, I'm sure it's like a really cool experience for them because they're now getting to, not only are they living it with, you and their grandson and watching their son go through the same things that kind of they went through if so facto but like they're also getting to relive what it was like when they were doing it with you yeah. and like but specifically I'm thinking, like I'm you, said, I think they're I think they're just living it not reliving it like I think yeah for sure no no for sure for sure for sure you know what I mean like I don't think they even saw me do it so they're just going through it almost the, I mean maybe they did but they just don't remember because they were so exhausted from you know being a resident physician or whatever. For sure, like, it was also 33 yeah. years ago. Yeah, well, yes, that's also true. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? We can leave that up for, you know, up for debate. But no, I but think that, ultimately it's crazy because they're seeing this for, you know, again, it's, or at least they're remembering it for the first yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. No, that, that, has to be, that has to be awesome. Are they just, like, loving that you guys are around? Love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they definitely love it. Obviously, again, it's a – I think this is something that for them – um, you know, obviously for all of us came out of nowhere, but is just a really nice thing that they would have never gotten otherwise. For sure. So we keep, we keep saying like, you know, when, when Alice is older and all our kids are older, honestly, like, well, how are we going to talk about this time period? You know, yeah. like, how is this going to be described? I don't know if you've thought about that, but I've thought about it, but it's, um, it's, so I think it'll be just like this, you know, you remember these stories that you're parents already tell you when you're, you're growing up. And I just, and, and I think this will be one of those just things that we, you know, kind of tell all of us and all of us look back on. And, uh, it's, it's one of the sort of, you know, if you want to use the term silver lining or whatever, it's, it's one sort of positive thing that we've been able to draw from all of this, uh, you know, insanity. For sure. I, uh, I, I was, I, I do think about it sometimes and, and, and I feel like it's going to be like, you know, I don't know if your parents did it with you cause they're from a different country, so maybe they didn't spew <laughs> this at you. But like, you know, my, the, the age old thing with parents, grandparents is like, when I was your age, I used to walk yeah, 10 yeah, miles yeah. in the snow with no. This is going to be their 10 miles in the snow situation like they're gonna sure, go back and 100%. tell their kids like when i was your age i had to live inside for six months and wear masks yeah. just to go to the freaking grocery store you know it's it's a wild it's a wild thing i mean listen i'm lucky i'm sh you're 
Ellis is at that age where, like, he's also still lucky, too, where, like, he's probably not going to remember any of this, like, by the time he's, like, our age. He's not going to remember that he went through it. Like, uh, War is definitely not going to remember that she went through it. She's nine months old, you know? Like, um, but, so we're lucky, but, like, kids that are, like, five, six years old, like, you're thinking these are, like, their first memories that they're gonna have like when they're older and like they look back and like what's your first memory oh i remember that like i used to have to go outside in a freaking mask just to go to the corner just to go outside yeah no it's crazy i mean it, it literally is so surreal i feel like for some of us it just hasn't even like like obviously it's something we sunk in like we know this is the reality but like are you like it'll take us some time i think to you know get past this and reflect back on on you know really what we're kind of what we're seeing and what we're living through. Oh, for sure. Um, and the one thing I will say I am sad about is um, that he doesn't get to play with other kids. Like, yes. obviously, like, we were we were hanging out, what, two months ago? And we were like, oh, we can't wait for them to hang out in a few months when Aurora starts crawling, you know, whatever. And they're, like, closer to the same age and, like, capabilities. And, you know, now it's like, well, that sucks, you know? And obviously we have yeah. other friends who live near us in Brooklyn also who have kids and are we're sort of, like, not you know, able to bear it. So to, to me, that's the, that's the part that I get really bummed about. Dude, I, um, I mean, I, I'm the same every time. So like we had Aurora in daycare and every Wednesday or Thursday, uh, they used to have like music class. They used to have this guy, Mr. Simon, like come in and like do music with the kids. And now he's doing like virtual YouTube shows. So every Wednesday, Thursday, the owner of the daycare like sends, will text me, um, like a, his episode for that week. And, Every time, like, I still, like, watch it with Aurora and, like, YouTube, cast it to the TV. But, like, I think, like, oh, it just sucks that she's not doing yeah. this with other kids. Yeah. So that's why it's good that they're too young. So hopefully they don't remember it. For sure. <laughs> so that's, well, that's, the, that's the flip side of the hope they don't remember it. Exactly. Get back to Agatha Galaxy. Exactly. If them like being too young, I was like, I was talking to my buddy whose wife is actually a a teacher in the Chicago public school system. And he was telling me that like of 27 kids in her class, only five of them have the capability to continue on with their education right now because they're not able to have access to a, a phone or zoom or wifi or a computer and shit. It's like for some kids that are of that older age, like this is going to be a complete shit show for like their development. You know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. we're lucky. Yeah, I'm actually that- curious about that. Have you heard anything or anybody talking about that part? Like I was wondering, like, is this going to be like, do we, do we think there'll be any kind of impact? I mean, I would assume that you're, when you're talking about, you know, I think she teaches, I want to say kindergarten or first grade, something like that. You know, like those kids are five, six years old. Like that's when they're really starting to get integrated into the education process and like actual learning and stuff like that. And now for half the half of their school year, they're not going to have an education. And maybe if schools continue to stay closed through the beginning of, you know, of next school year, that's going to be almost a year that they are just going to miss because they don't have the access to those things. You know, like you you have to think that that's going to have some semblance of an impact. I I, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you hear that how kids develop now impacts them later on. 
I I don't know how anybody knows that. I mean, I'm sure people you know have done studies and stuff no, that are sure, smart than us that have figured that out. But yeah, I mean, so it's just me all day, and I'm like, you know, and that's actually a tough part. You know, kind of segueing into holding up whatever. Like, you know, we don't have any childcare. Obviously, nobody does, right? So right. we're looking after him during the day and trying to do work. You know, we yep. both work. So, you know, a lot of time I'm just like, distraction, 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 you know, I'm yeah. like, here, here, do this. So I've, I've ushered in strategies that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. And I tell myself like, oh, this is actually good because like, he's going to learn to be more independent. <laughs> but, do, do, well, but, you know, I don't know that that's true. Well, I, I actually, I was reading in an article a couple of weeks ago saying that like, this is the perfect time, especially for kids that are, you know, toddlers and infants learning to, to explore and, you know, play by themselves. It's the time to get them used to being independent. And like, this is the perfect timing for them to start learning how to play independently. And, and you should push that on them. You know, I think that, I think the article said something like, you know, you should play with them for like, you know, 20 minutes, get them engaged in something and then just be like, okay, you do it by yourself now. And then just yeah. kind of like let them go for as long as they want to be independent, you know, until they basically start crying or whining to come back to you, you know, yeah. or, or, to, or to pay attention to them. But like that, it's important. It's an important developmental thing for them to start learning the, how the, to the, play independent. The independence yeah. piece or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that's great. And they say like, okay, that, so I'll take that positive. I'll take it as a positive. Do, yeah, take it as a positive. I mean, we we try to do that as much as possible. I mean, sometimes she doesn't even want to have anything to do with us. Like we put her like on her little play mat and she just like goes and runs amok. She likes to do this thing called playing what that we call playing books where yeah. she goes to her bookshelf that she can reach in the living room and just pulls all of her books. Out. She doesn't want to, yeah. she doesn't want to read them. Like, you know, yeah, you go no, over yeah. and try to read them and she like slaps your hand away and like shuts the book and then just goes and pulls out 17 more books. But can I say something? That's what babies do. Like, why is it? It's so funny that they do that. Like literally that's the thing. They like to, so like Ellis takes laundry out of, uh, out of laundry bin. He takes laundry, he takes clothing out of drawers. He, you know, and, and he doesn't care. He just takes it out. And he usually takes it and moves it someplace else. So I think that's the next step you can look forward to. Oh, you're taking the books and moving them. But yeah, she just takes the books out. She just the takes the books out and Dude, then just makes I'll a pile what, of them on the ground. Yeah, I, I'm definitely cleaning a lot. I'm doing oh. a lot of cleaning, a lot of cleaning of toys. Cleaning the house nonstop. Mm. Wake up, doing dishes, doing dishes, changing his diaper, making food, cleaning his stuff, doing it's like cleaning up the playroom, doing this, doing that, constantly, nonstop. It's constant. So you, you yeah. said you said you're trying to you you made like a schedule like a, a schedule or plan. Uh, how like what type of stuff are you doing with him on a day to day basis or like what is Dude, that, that, that went out like? the door. That went out the door so quickly. <laughs> I think we tried to do that and we realized the reality. Honestly, we were in the beginning, we're like, well, we're going to be in this in a while, so like, let's be organized, and, like, let's plan our schedules, and, you know, that worked for about, like, half a second, and now we just, like, wake up in the morning, and we're like, what do you have on the calendar today? <laughs> what do you have on the calendar today? And we're like, oh, shit, we both have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I guess we'll try to figure it out, and, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, I think the nice thing is, like, from a, from a relationship standpoint, I think that... Like, we've been good at not, um, like, like 
ripping at each other's throats or whatever the expression is um for sure for, for um you know and sort of like even though it can be like very fetchy you know and very like frustrating sure. you're not like you're not like getting it's like we weren't we've been not like getting into serious arguments which is good that's great um so so we'll figure it out i mean generally we're on a nice rhythm he's napping like during the day like for a like good he takes like today he took a three-hour nap so, like oh that really God, helps what i would do for a, <laughs> a three-hour nap <laughs> A three hour. He slept today. We actually he went to sleep last night at seven thirty. Woke up today at like seven fifteen a.m. Okay, so like eleven hours forty five minutes. He was awake until like nine fifty. Okay, so like whatever, two and a half hours. I right? put him back to sleep at nine fifty, which is like amazing. Like I would like to go to sleep at nine fifty in the morning. Too. And uh, and then he woke up at twelve, like like right before one o'clock. Oh <laughs> it was so from so basically seven p.m. the night prior. To like 1 p.m. the next day, he basically slept uh, all except for that, you know, two and a half hours, which is great. Not only so, what, I would, what I would give for her to sleep like that, but what I would give for me to be able to sleep like that. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But so I, I didn't say schedule. What I said is that, so what, like, stuff I'm doing that I wouldn't have previously done. So, like, what stuff am I doing with him? So, so I have, like, a, so in the room that has become, like, you know, my office, so to speak, he's... He has his own play. He has a play area next to my desk, so it's basically like my desk and then like his play zone. Okay. Um, and you know, I would say the things he does daily, he goes through his stuff and takes everything out of you know, just like you said, takes everything out of where it sits. Like if it's in a backpack or a bit, he takes it out, puts it on the floor. Um, we'll do a couple books, but I have resorted very quickly to Sesame Street, which yep. HBO has all of the Sesame Street it's episodes. The best they are thing ever. They're fucking amazing. Um, I actually watched that. I'm like, wow, these guys really know what's going on. Um, they really know what's up. So I, uh, I can't stress that enough. Um, Dude, I'm we're and, all about the Sesame yeah, Street. Yeah, and he loves it. Loves Sesame Street. When he sees them come on, like the whole when the HBO Kids thing comes on, you know, it's like, and like, uh, like the and color, the, the rainbow, color. And they see the yeah, rainbow. Yeah, the rainbow. He goes absolutely starts to go nuts. He's like spinning in circles, going crazy. Um, we taught him how to use a straw, which is great. Like a month ago, probably. So he's been using a straw now. Nice. Um, so he runs around. He eats like a horse. I mean, doesn't stop eating. <laughs> Um, berries, you know, Bombas, like, uh, you yeah, obviously know Bombas. Of course, so of course. he eats Bombas nonstop, Bombas, loves them. I just can't imagine, I just give him a bag. I, I literally just open the bag and give it to him. He just walks around like a teenager holding a bag of Bombas That's and, uh, that, which is hilarious. So he, so, uh, he runs around now a lot. We got to get gates, right? Um, he loves playing with balls, so he throws balls around. Uh, but he really likes, the, the, the thing that we started doing is I started doing now, you know, I'll put on, like trolls, music videos, Sesame Street. I'm definitely utilizing, you know, I feel like we, we, we thought to ourselves like, oh, like whether there's trendy or I don't know why we thought it, but like, oh, we're going to try to, you know, a lot of parents you hear like, don't let them, you know, watch the iPads too early or don't get them technology too early or whatever. And we've totally just oh, been dude, like, that, we, uh, that's, that's all gone that, out the window. That went, that went out the window. Uh, yeah, dude, immediately. Dude, YouTube, casting YouTube from like my phone is amazing but we we sat and like I, I she watched like despicable me the other day it was great <laughs> life secret life of pets too it was great shout out to kevin oh, hart so she funny. loved the bunny like uh it, like the sesame street is like her say her the when the when elmo comes on and does the letter of the day on sesame street she goes insane it's literally her favorite thing that anybody's ever had a favorite thing it's 
incredible. She loves it, freaks out. Um, so, dude, I am totally in that boat. Yeah, so that's, I think, been the number one thing that we've sort of deviated from. The weather has been horrific. Yeah, it's been so, a lot. I mean, what the hell, man? Is it just me, or, like, has the weather in April and May just, like, become horrible? Well, you know, they nothing can go right for us in 2020. 2020 is just... What a uh, year, man. I read, a, I read a funny meme that said uh, 2020 is what 2012 wanted to be. <laughs> I thought I, I was I was dying. Uh, but but why twenty twelve? Because uh, because remember everybody said that like the whole thing was yeah, that, like yeah, the world yeah, was going to end the, in twenty twelve. Yeah, exactly. Like the Mayan uh, calendar and like all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I was, but, but seriously, like it's like literally the worst year that I've been alive for. Um. Yeah, it's been a really tough uh, start. We had a nice time with that Nets game. We did. Yeah, that's the, 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 the about it. <laughs> a couple Nets games. We, we were actually but at the year. last game that they played at, at Barclays. At the last game, yeah. And yeah. the last game after that, they beat the Lakers. So I'm feeling good generally about it. That's where it ends. You know, the, the, the sort of that's how we ended. Yeah, it did. It, it's just it's all wild. Um, but like you, so you're also running your company, right? And yeah, ha- number one, like. How it not only running company, you're running company while you're remote and every single human that works your company is now remote. How has that been like trying to just keep up with everything, keep things afloat, keep in contact with everybody? Um, yeah. How's that working? Well, well, so a couple of things. So first of all, so obviously we're a small business. We don't, we don't, we're not like a big company. Um, sure. But, but. Um, Listen, so I'm trying to make you sound so, bigger than you are. No, you know I know. No, I know. And I appreciate that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, the reality is obviously we're, you know, we're, we're, we're a tighter knit bunch, obviously, than For if sure. it was, uh, you know. But um, no, remember, we have a warehouse. So our warehouse is, is open and operating. Um, really? And yeah. And so our warehouse is actually, you know, in New York. Um, the, and, and we were, you know, worried about this earlier. Um, I actually was pretty like nervous about this, I think earlier, maybe than most people and like just my general anxiety and you know, you know, you yeah. obviously know me for a long time, so you can vouch for that. But so I, I asked our, our warehouse staff to start wearing, you know, masks and, and PPE and social distancing, um, uh, much earlier than that stuff came down officially. So they had been doing that earlier, thank God, that they were. And basically, I mean, we don't have a big warehouse team, but they're very, they're very mighty. And um, they just do an amazing job. So they've been going in. Oh, so it's been like a crazy dynamic because, oh, so I was saying that warehousing, distribution, stuff like that has been, um, in a, it's, it's considered an essential business in New York. Wow. So. So um, we weren't sure at a certain point that that was going to be the case, but then we saw that that was the case. And, you know, our team, I mean, I think the biggest thing I can say, and this is like probably the number one thing I've learned from this, you know, whole thing on a business level is like our team is just amazing. Um, I am legitimately completely humbled like every day by what they do and like just the enthusiasm that they've brought to the table and uh, just like the energy and effort that they have, um, and you know, our warehouse team specifically has been just like fearless and has really been unbelievable. And uh, it's just not much I, I, I could keep using like adjectives to describe it, um, but it's been unreal. So, so having them there 
and we and and they've been able to power because we do distribution and fulfillment for you know like e-commerce clients stuff. Right. So they've been able to keep other brands and other companies going also during this time, wow. which I think is even more important. So like despite all this crazy uncertainty and like all these challenges that we've had, and there's been a ton of just insane challenges, um, you know, in the business, like they've just been an amazing, uh, like, you know, like ray of hope or, you know, can't find the expression, but, but otherwise it's, um, you know, listen, it's, it's nice working obviously with a smaller company because people I think have been very understanding about kids and like we need to have, you know, them and stuff. Sure. And people have stepped in. It's like every time I have a call, and this is with a lot of people. And I think this is actually a nice part also is that like, people have seen other people's kids and stuff and seen them in that atmosphere. Sure, sure. Like today, I, I think I've seen this with a bunch of people, not just with me, but with, with my wife's work and on call today, like people have some of their kids will just be on the call. And I yeah. just think that's awesome. Yeah. So that's like a nice part of this whole thing. Um, you know, I think in the beginning it was really scary. I think the first few weeks, nobody had any idea what was going on. Everybody's like, are we going out of business? Are we not? It's like, yeah, it's like the world ending. What's happening? Now it seems we've sort of stayed like 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 settled into a bit of a rhythm. Nice. Um, you know, nice. I would say so. I think it's it's you know you have to have good people. I don't know. That's just the number one thing. I feel like our team has just been unbelievable, and they just sort of morphed into what they needed to do. And you know, I think even before this, we had tried to give people flexibility, work from home if they needed to. You know, sure. to those who, who could. So I think overall we were in a decent, you know, decently prepared to kind of deal with this. Um, but yeah, I, you know, so, but I think it's, it's, it's actually been nice. I think we've, we've bonded with clients in certain ways more than we have. And, uh, you know, despite how scary and kind of uncertain everything was and really, I mean, really continues to be, you know, like we've been living this for a while, but like, it's, it's, it's not like it's, you know, yes, we're flying the curve. Yes. That's all happening. But like, there's still a lot of people, getting this thing a lot of people being impacted by with it by it so i mean anything can change on any you know any given day honestly of so course. Um, and the scary and thing I, is I, the yeah, uncertainty yeah, yeah, it. yeah it's exactly right i mean it's completely uncertain like literally tomorrow everything could be different like, we could be having this conversation today tomorrow everything could change and you know everything i'm saying now goes out the window yeah. um and yeah and i think more than that i'm super interested to see what happens to the economy after this? Like, how does this change the economy going forward? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think any of us really know that yet, but it's, it's, this is going to change a lot of things for a long time. So yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think like most people, we've made it work and this brings out the best in people. And I think I've seen that, you know, in some cases, I think I've seen that with, you know, a lot of our team clients, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's been, like I said, just very, very humbling, to see how hard uh, the hard work and effort that a lot of people have been putting in. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, I know that you guys, I mean, it's, it's tough out there for, for small businesses specifically. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, it's just wild. Like I said, the uncertainty of it all is. Well, you know, I think you realize how fragile everything is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like just the fragility. I actually remember that from, you know, we, we graduated college, you know, right, right into, the, the, yeah. into the recession, yeah. like the great recession or whatever. And I just remember at that time thinking, man, like everything is so fragile and you just think something and then it just changes so quick. This the quickness of this was insane. I yeah. mean, there was a period of time where just like, oh my god, like one day, then the next day, and it was just like, what the hell is going on? And I have no idea what people think of this outside of New York. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know 
the extent to which, I mean, everybody's following this, you know, everybody's following the guidelines and everybody's being, um, uh, really cautious, like no matter where they are, but it's, um, like, I just don't know how, how it's impacted people in other areas. Obviously, cause I haven't been anywhere, um, else. And, um, you know, it's been, it was just crazy here starting to see the volume of what was going on. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Obviously, my parents are doctors, and people they know you were per- you know you've been personally impacted, so it's crazy. Also, yeah, it, I mean, um, that that is also like the crazy thing about it, right? Is like you can say that now that different states are starting to open up their the the floodgates and open up the the economy and and start to open things back up, and you're like, how the you know? I mean, at least being here in New York, I'm thinking like, how the hell is anybody comfortable opening? things back up like nilly you know willy-nilly and then you think about like well you know we're kind of living in this bubble of kind of ground zero almost of it all where it's so new york is so unique because everybody's in such close quarters anytime you have to get anywhere you're in such close quarters with anybody everybody else you know riding the subway the bus you know taking uber you know you always have to be in contact with somebody and so it's scary being here but then like i I think about like maybe in georgia like they're not scared. They, you know, they are driving everywhere and there's not as high volume of population and it's a little bit more rural so people can stay a little bit farther away and it's not really impacting their day-to-day life being quarantined and having to keep six feet, et cetera, et cetera, you know, so maybe not that much is changed. So it makes sense that they're opening everything up really quick, but I just can't see how, you know, a city like New York can go back to normal so quickly because yeah we were never normal right and yeah, now sure. i don't know what we're gonna do <laughs> for sure no for sure for sure now now our abnormality is like a detriment to how normal we can get back to if that made any fucking sense at all whatsoever yeah. you know um but it's crazy. i'm glad that that things are going well for you on the business side and and, and the company is kind of banded together to like fight this you know fight this thing together and fight through it that's yeah. freaking awesome you know yeah well i mean like i said it's been incredibly difficult and you know we've had a lot of tough things but i think everybody really coming together and just seeing people kind of just show their enthusiasm come up with ideas sure. support each other has been very um you know very very exciting but it's tough every day is tough man For sure. and things pop up and people have worries and part of being a small business is that we you know are very close with a lot of the employees we talk to everybody a lot i talk to every, a lot of our employees you know almost every day and yeah. it's um yeah it's 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 hard people have their own stuff going on and everybody's worried and uh you know you, you need to you know you want to be as supportive as possible and it's tough it's tough yeah. it's really crazy and like i said it's it's about it's evolving every day and every day presents a new uh you know a new risk and a new a new challenge, um, yeah. but it's been but it's been but like I said, we're we're you know what are we going to do? We 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 have to adapt. We have no choice, right? Sure. And I think that's you know been a been a big driving force. I mean, I think I just realized, okay, we have no choice. This is this is the new reality, right? Yeah, and you know what? They're actually lucky to have you at the helm of that because you. Have always, I mean, at least as long as I've known you, you've always kind of been super resilient and able to like adapt to your situation to make it as 
good as possible and like still turn any negative into a positive you know what i mean and yeah so for sure well i think you have to because you're like oh shit the alternative is like we're gonna go out of business right sure. and you don't want you know so yeah, yeah those are your options and so you have to move quickly and um i think we were able to you know everybody focused and you know worked hard and you know just pivoted into whatever flexibility we needed them to and you know you know we're still standing but it's, it's crazy <laughs> yeah man jesus uh, Jesus is right. So, what was I going to say? Um, so yeah, so I, I'm curious to see how this impacts everything in New York going forward. Like, when are people going to go to stuff? Like, when are we going to be able to, you know, um, like when do you think you're going to take all back to daycare? You know, like how long do you think that you're going to be, you know, I mean, that's... That we're going to be in this position, at least from like a childcare, you know, in the way that our kids are like growing up. Yeah, so like I was actually thinking about that today. I'm like, you listen, even if, you know, right now, New York is closed until the 15th officially, right? Uh, I have a feeling, May, right? Yeah, yeah officially, yeah. 15th of May. I have a feeling that's probably going to extend through the end of May. Um, yeah. You know, but because you know, sure. ca- California. That's what I think. Yeah. I think like June 1st will be is, the beginning of some loosening in New York. Yes, I would think so too. I mean, listen, that's what California just did. So I would think that there's no chance that New York would move before California. There's just, you know, California's yeah. more spread out. It's cars, it's driving everywhere. You know, New yeah, York totally much more car- Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and even when things start opening up, like I was thinking about it today, like, are we just going to like go back immediately to things as they normally were before this like are we just gonna go okay june 1st things are back open all right we're going back to the office uh aurora's going to daycare like i don't think that that would be a possibility like i definitely would not be sending her right back to daycare immediately upon things opening back up like i don't know if i'm comfortable with that yet you know i mean maybe when it comes to june 1st and that happens or whenever it does happen you know maybe i'll feel differently about it because the numbers will be significantly decreased and all that type of stuff but you know i have a feeling i'm not going to be comfortable just immediately going back to things the way that they were i feel like this is going to be and I hate to say it, but it's, I have a feeling it's going to be an, at least through the summer thing. Um, yeah. you know, before I'm like, it, you know, at least that before I'm comfortable uh, going yeah, back Yeah, no, to for it. sure. And I mean, we had a, you know, we were, we were, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when we're, when things are going to change. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I guess it, I mean, Ellis will be too. So it's like at that point, I just can be like, oh, let's, you know, go to school. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. So again, I think I think part of the unknown here. I, I, I think the craziest thing is that like you can't really plan anything, you right? Can't. You can't plan anything. So exactly. So you're just sort of in a holding pattern, and I think that's worrisome or tough for anybody. But when you have a young kid, it's especially crazy because like they're just growing up, and you have to sort of you know you gotta you gotta you gotta uh, you know, attend to that, right? So, like, what the hell? You know, you have to navigate their life too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they got to, like, you have to navigate their life, and like, they have, they're growing up, and like, they're becoming people. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you know, my daughter's literally an actual person. You know, she like <laughs> has opinions. She makes them known, and that's what it is. You yeah, know? she wants things, right? Yeah, they yeah. Want for stuff. sure. They know what they want. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. They really know what they want. Well, I, you know, right now I feel like it's more like she knows what she doesn't want. 
and then maybe yeah. you like give it a few months. Give it like three yeah, months for sure. <laughs> you know, she definitely knows what she doesn't want, and then you can like show her things that she might want, and when she sees something that she might want, then she knows what she wants. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, but listen, I know you gotta. I know you gotta run. I know you got a freaking poker game. Uh, but I'm glad that we got to do yeah, this. This is the new world. It's like, yeah. what's happening with virtual poker sites? Are those just like you know? What's the usage on that? Like like Zoom? It's just going through the roof. Dude, Zoom everything. Zoom is just must be crushing everybody's life. Right I saw now. that their average daily volume went from um went from. Like or not volume, like with users went from like ten million or something in like December to like two hundred million people. Dude, I mean, that's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Like I mean, do they they must be just loving everything about about this whole thing. Um it's gonna suck when it all ends and nobody uses it ever. <laughs> You know, they're going to... No, it's hilarious. Like, we're going to make a Zoom, like, like a boy. I'm going to be like, fuck Zoom. That was the thing we used during Corona. We hate that thing. Dude, it's, it's, it's going to be the reverse Corona beer effect. <laughs> you know, people stopped buying Corona beer and to the point where they stopped distribution. Now everybody's using Zoom. As soon as Corona's over, nobody's going to want to video chat anybody ever, ever again. Because it's just going to bring back horrifying memories of when we had to video chat everybody for everything. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah, that was like, no, no more virtual chat. We're all going to go back to, uh, you know, uh, uh, no, no uh, smartphones. You know, just call me on a regular phone. It's yeah, so call fun. me on a rotary. Let's let's let's, rotary. let's rotary phone. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my well, god. Listen, man, I appreciate it. I miss you guys. I can't wait to uh, to hang as soon as we can. Let the kids hang. Yeah, you know, and who see, knows, but... see each other in person. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Jesus. Yeah, of course. The person let the kids hang and, uh, you know, be well, obviously. Best For sure. Guys. For and, sure, man. Uh, I'm happy to come back anytime and talk. We should, we should do a multiple person, you know? Can we do a multiple person, like a three dude, or four person dude, chat? Dude, maybe get Rouge, maybe get somebody dude, on one. Get, get uh, Rouge, get Don, get, yeah. get, big, get Big John Eckert. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of, a lot of, a lot of interesting insight there. All right, yeah, man, well, I appreciate it. Have a good night. Thanks. Dude, you Thanks too. Have a good night. And, Thank you to my man Omri Boyko for jumping on, taking the time to to lay out his experience going through this coronavirus thing. It's just, you know, the quarantine's been crazy. It's crazy as a parent to have to go through this. And, uh, you know, and, and we worry about our kids, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and how their development is going to be and what's going on. But, you know, shout out to Omri. Appreciate it. Uh, he's the man. Congratulations because he just passed the bar exam also. I know he's been busting his ass to, to get through that. So, um you know, that's it for us. That's all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, hit us up on email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod and the website. You can listen to every episode of the podcast right at your fingertips, wedadhard.com. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember man. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Yes, I do. 
Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He's playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't be that, man. You remember. And if not, need to rewind this one. I'm out. Before you got blazed and lost in the haze.